0: Decolonizing the archive, recontextualizing and recreating a past, present, and future that includes
1: you. Hello, this is Veronique and Sam here on the Groundings podcast. Today, we reflect on our most recent event, the Deptford X Festival. It showcased the Windrush time capsule, a tale on migration that reflects on Lewisham's rich history.
0: I am Nadine Woodley, who's playing Mother in the Windrush Time Capsule, which is an immersive theatre production at Deptford X Festival from the 24th to the 27th of October. How does, How does a woman come to ruin? I used to love reading the stories of Winnie Mandela, growing up hearing of this mythical-like character who fought for a husband and nation for truth, rights and justice. 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 Well, sod that. That is not my story. Now, you may be
2: judging me and thinking, what woman abandons her culture? culture her love for
0: her, for her, for her. But well, I lost that kind of love, love. Along with the stories of my ancestors from the Windrush many years ago. The girl.
1: This piece was produced and directed by Connie Bale, heritage and theatre arts practitioner, curator, and playwright, as well as David Gilbert, theatre practitioner and sound operator. It was a collaborative project with the African Tales from the Hip, a black theatre and arts collective. They gave us an amazing performance and also shared a series of ritual dramas, monologues, and artistic sketches, all drawing inspiration from a range of archival material. Before the festival, we sat down with David Gilbert to discuss what to see, hear, feel, and expect. This show will mostly be a reflection on that journey from the perspectives of the writers, directors, performers, as well as the audience. Hope you enjoy.
2: for me, tomorrow for you. And I saw we
3: This is Sam from Decolonising the Archives. You are tuned in to the Groundings podcast. Our special guest today is David Gilbert, director of the Windrush Time Capsule, an immersive theatre piece that looks at African and Caribbean legacies and their futures beyond the arrival of the Windrush generation. Hi David, thank hey. you very much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. Very weird schedule today, yeah. um, but how are you?
4: Yeah, feeling good. Uh, feeling good. It's, it's, it's morning, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite a morning person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, my, it's, it's the best time of day for me.
3: <laughs> um,
4: same actually. So
3: wh- where are you coming from today?
4: So I am currently, I just recently moved to uh, Sydenham. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in south-east London, I returned back mm-hmm. to, the, to, the, to the place I sort of grew up in when I, was, when I was a little boy. I moved over to the country. So Oh, you moved over to the country. So where did you come from? Okay, so um, the great Zimbabwe, South Africa, Southern Africa, should I say. Mm-hmm. I, was, uh, I was born there um, 90 and, yeah, lived there for nine years of my life and we relocated to,
3: to the UK. So, okay. Okay, yeah, I'm from Zimbabwe, yeah. Um, a wonderful you, country. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us a bit about how your heritage and your lineage has come mm-hmm. to be a part of your work? Amazing. So,
4: I think the first thing to say is you know, the reason why we're in the UK as a family, my family, um is because the UK sort of um yeah, they 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 went around the world doing what they were doing and, and they which was um, colonializing the world, taking over um, sort of the power structures um, in Africa, and particularly they um, they came to Zimbabwe, so you know there was a, a there was a good relationship there in regards to um, Zimbabweans thinking that they could come to the UK and get an education. So yeah, it was it seemed like the best thing to do for for my mum at the time, as the country was going through a sort of a shift, and um, when we actually had independence in in the nineties. So come 2000s, things were, um, things were sort of changing in the economy. And my mom sort of saw that actually she needs to make a new, a new path. So that brought us to England. So that as a, as a story, you know, it, it affected me in the sense that I was always asking the question, but why am I in England? Um, why am I not in Zimbabwe? Why am I not getting my education in Zimbabwe? Um, you know, we didn't have papers in this country. So I I postponed university um, after college, and what that did was it gave me time to okay ask a question: What do I actually want to do in my life? Um, and theatre um, was was a thing from school that um, just brought me so much joy. So I spent a year just like traveling to different theatre companies um, and, and finding out more about the, the London theatre scene. But always in the back of my mind going, but oh man, I want to know about Zim. So, and obviously theatre is an awesome place to ask questions um, about that. So that's kind of the crux of um, how my heritage has affected my, my practice and, my, and myself as a person, is that, it's that questioning, that, you know, that in- inquiring mind to, to find out who I am, uh, where do I come from? Um, and
3: yeah, what does that mean for me going forward? That is amazing, that's very interesting. Yeah. It seems like home is always calling.
4: <laughs> Listen. Uh, funny enough, um, January this year, um, I, had, I got the opportunity to work with uh, a young Vic, um, who had a partnership with a company in Zimbabwe, a theater company in Zimbabwe. So what we did was we took six young people from this country and met another six young people from Zim, and we made a play together in Zimbabwe around colonialisation. christianity and we sort of tackled that issue um and the effects it's had on zimbabwe you know historically and currently and asking the question again what will our future be so home is always calling um 100 um so yeah it's it's something that you know we have to answer these questions yeah yeah we can't ignore them
3: and if we do they'll only they'll only find us again exactly you know now you've also been part of the S and K project, mm. and I do know that the company has an objective to make the arts accessible to everyone. Yeah, and why is this particular way of thinking important, especially as Black history is coming to the forefront outside of Black History Month? Mm. Well, it's
4: important because who gets to tell the story um, has been unequal for for a long time. Um, So access becomes important because actually, you know, how do I put this? Like, I I actually work in a school um, part time as a drama teacher. Um, And I look at certain black kids, boys and girls, um, and they get pigeonholed in attitudes, disengaged. Um, And I'm like, why is this the story? You know, you know, why is why can we only be in this box? And actually, it's amazing because our history is phenomenal. Mm. Like, it, there, there's obviously some force that is trying to keep that down because of what it potentially could do for the entire world. Mm. So, for me, access is important because um, as, as we can give platform to young people um, like myself or even younger um, artists in the industry who... Have been struggling to, 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 to find their feet to, to, to get a rhythm going, um, this access allows a place where people can feel safe to actually believe in themselves again, um, because actually the, the state of play is unbalanced as, as, you, as you full well know in terms of um, um, sort of directors that get to put on work writers that get their work shown on TV, films. Um, We're obviously going through a, a sort of shift at the minute. Um, with things like Black Panther coming out um, within the theatre scene um, on on a commercial level, uh, things like um, what's what's happened recently, um, uh, sort of uh, there's a play at the National right now called Master Howland Boys, um, happening you know by a young black director, so things are shifting, um, but there's so many more people in 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 society that have things to say um, that. You need that access, so I think it's important because the balance needs to be addressed, yeah. and the black
3: voice um, needs to needs to be out here, literally, because blackness is so rich and it's not like one dimensional. Yeah, and there's so many people who are still on the margins. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's really important um, to have like such a company, and that sounds like really
4: important work i think for us um the vision is that uh young people um yeah they need a space as well um to speak speak their mind to, to sort of start finding um their truths as well and also see themselves um, mm. um as well i think um that, that that's kind of what we were trying to do with snk was trying to give young people a, a platform of space to see themselves and and test out who they want to be how they want to be um, because they, you know, you know, in to to, to put that cliche, you know, th- they are the future. We are the future mm. of what our society looks like yeah, in the next generation. So um, we can't we can't allow that voice to
3: die. We are, we
2: are from, from Cooper's, Cooper's Lane, Lane and we
1: are
3: decolonizing the archive. Amazing. Now coming back to the Windrush time capsule. Yeah. Could you tell us a bit more about that concept and the process? So
4: imagine 2,000 years from now, right? Just imagine that. We're set in that place as far. It's difficult Um, to imagine. It's too, uh, so Connie said it 2,000 years from now. um, And we are looking at a story where people are being told they need to leave um, an an island that they have helped um, cultivate, build, and structure. it's just been made, the decision's been made, they're just going to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and Windrush Time Capsule is going, if you are on an island, stranded in the wilderness, um, what culture can you hold onto in that moment where you are being ripped from a place, from that wilderness? What? How do you survive in that wilderness? Yeah. Um, and Windrush Time Capsule is trying to look at that question and go okay wh- where do we where do we look to mm. um in that moment of of uh sort of desperation in that moment of um isolation as well so how i see the wind rush time capsule is basically trying to get us to um yeah so there's a concept called sankara so it's a, it's a ghanaian concept uh you look back um to go forward um, so you look back at what, uh, who you are, what you are, what you've you been. Sankofa. Oh, sorry, yeah, but... Sankofa. Uh, thank you for correcting me, Sankofa. Yeah. To, so you look back to to go forward. So um, that was also like a, a an anchor for us to to to, to the Windrush time capsule. So um, it's 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 hard hitting in terms of trying to get down to the truth um, of what happened to Africa, um, how it was raped. Um, also how that's affected um people's perceptions of themselves and how they walk around with shame um and guilt and how yeah what do we do when when we actually acknowledge okay this is this is what this is what i'm walking with how do we let go of these shackles and the time capsule was going okay imagine two thousand years from now the same thing is happening you know what do we do about that how do we prevent that from Mm. ever happening 2000 years from now and connie kind of put had the time had the time span that long because um um she was trying to mirror the fact of when uh sort of uh two centuries ago when slavery started to happen um so she's just you know if time time is cyclical unless we learn our lessons basically um so that's kind of how i would kind of Sort of try our best to summarise uh, the Windrush Time Capsule.
3: There's no rush. There's no rush. Yeah. I
2: am, I am calling. Oh, I am calling. Oh, can you hear? Let us come together and engage in some brainstorming. We have to relocate the time capsule. Remember. The time is now, the
3: present is here. But I really like that quote, time is cyclical until we learn our lessons. Yeah. Because yeah, the same things would happen again. Would we be prepared? And what would we do is what the Windrush Time capsule is about. Yeah. And I guess that makes Windrush Time capsule very unique because it takes a modern event yeah. with a long legacy behind it mm. and a long history behind it, a very violent history. One of deception and manipulation, a lot to do with power. Um, And then it places that in the future. And I think you could call that Afrofuturism or even retro Afrofuturism. (laughs) Um, All right. And if you could call it that, why is this key as a cultural phenomenon or movement? That's a really, really good
4: um, and layered question. So, I think it's key because the problem I think we have, or if I can put it to myself, the problem I have as a young uh, black man is being able to see my future in a way that excites me. Mm -hmm. To see my future in a way that encourages me. It makes me motivated to want to go after it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, And I think... The concept of uh, looking further, um, also allows you to see past the shackles um, in a way that, in a in a way that's inspiring, in a way that's um, it's it's not crippling. It doesn't feel like a struggle. It's like you're striving um, with inspiration. So um, that, as a concept, is very important because currently everything around us is telling us that we can only be in a certain way. Thank you so much. And you being able to have the vision to go beyond that, um, well, essentially, vision then becomes reality. So I think that's the most important thing about um, Afrofuturism and what what it's trying to let us know, is that, yeah, there is a future, and it's very, very close, where we can we can get to get to the place that we should be, which is um, free, um, mentally, um, spiritually as well. There's a whole spiritual aspect to mm-hmm. Afrofuturism as well, which again is about you know how much we cared for the land, how much we respected um, society, uh, each other, um, and yeah. I think that is it's important because um, it's only going to get more in the present where uh, we are being told, you, you can only stay in this, uh, this paradigm mm. and it's about, it's, it's about leaping now.
2: Let us come together and engage in some brainstorming, we have to relocate the time capsule, remember The time
3: is now. The present is here. So like, what do you reckon Mm -hmm. inspired you, like thinking about that? Because obviously Black Panther must have done something crazy for the younger generation today. But I'm sure as you were growing up, um, watching theatre and Mm. TV, like what what black film or black theatre inspired you? (laughs) It's it's a difficult question.
4: um, I I can't find um, an origin um, right now. If I sat down long enough, I could find something. Um, What would I say? Um, I'll give an example. Um, I think for me, um, things like, I don't know if you managed to catch it, um, the show Misty um, by Renze Kenny. Uh, he made a show recently and he put together it was like a one man show, he had a drummer and he had a pianist mm. um, and he told this story um, by himself, uh, with visual art uh, as well as live performance and movement and um, what I loved about that piece was it just was so versatile, it could go into song um, po- poems, um, to like actual dialogue um, and the versatility of that is just so exciting to me and I guess where could I where could I find the the, the point of like going yeah that uh, it started here or there that's quite hard but um, what can I say I think for me uh, theatre uh, and, and art just made me see myself um, in so many different ways I mm. think there's power in when you can see yourself in many different perspectives mm. and I think people. Um, I myself have been trapped
3: in seeing myself in one particular way. Going back to the Windrush time capsule, mm-hmm. you were just talking about that one man show by Lorenzo Tate and how it's very different for theatre. And the Windrush time capsule is an immersive experience, am I correct? Correct, yeah. Um, and I, I've never experienced that before. What is it, and why do you think that's? more effective than traditional theatre where the audience just views the stage without interacting? I think it's important because, um,
4: yeah, like, yeah, there's an aliveness to it. And the exciting thing about theatre is that it feels like it can touch you. Mm. Um, and I think the immersiveness of, um, Windrush Time Capsule is about bringing the audience, um, within, uh, a literal time capsule. So you walk in and you're seeing, um, uh, sort of, uh, so we have like two part where you walk into an exhibition, mm-hmm. that's your first interaction with the with the play. So you're there thinking, Oh, I want to sit down and see actors. You come in, you're like, Why is there like loads of like biographies and portraits of all of these like historical figures in the space? And why is there like lines everywhere? with like what wires? And um, why is there music? And there's a singer like singing to me and talking to me and walking around me. Um, and it's just trying to break down how would I say perception of what um what theatre can be, but also how you know, how I guess how to sort of talk about, you know, history in a way that feels that it can actually speak to you and it's not like some it's not it's not dusty, it's not got like this uh this like um, unrelevance. It's like yeah this is this is something that is um yeah that you should connect to. Someone that came to see it was like, man, I, I had to go home and like sit down and like question who the hell am I again mm. you know and to have a piece do that for someone that's amazing so you start off with an exhibition and you um, the, the version that we did you, you, you went up a, a stair, um, one, stair, uh, one staircase to where the actual performance happened um, and um, yeah and the, and the scenes kind of unraveled in that space um, and I think it's important to have an experience like that for an audience because yeah, I think theatre sometimes, you know, how does it match up with like Netflix? How does it match up with film, music? Um yeah. that is so um versatile.
2: Mm.
4: So I think it's about showing people that actually there is a there's a specialness to this that you can't get through those other mediums. Um, um and I think it's about connecting to what I guess what it means to be human, um, and the fact that it it feels like um you can you could, the actors right in front of you. Like, you know, it's, it's just some, it, it takes us back to being a kid listening to our granddad or grandma telling us a story about when they used to grow up and stuff. And it, it takes us back to something very basic. My name is Kai Gamma. I play Ego in the reading, rehearsed reading of Windrush Time Capsule. And today we did our opening night rehearsed reading. We're doing two shows this time around and uh, experience what it's like in the space,
3: communicated with the ancestors, communicated with the audience, and just gave it our best today, man. My name is Wesley Watson, and I was doing the Man chant. Um, I tried to bring lots of energy to wake the people up, and start making them think about um, the problems that's happened in the past, and the problems that we could face. So it's just to awaken their mind.
0: Hi, my name is Nadine Woodley and we're at Goldsmiths University and I'm here because I play mother in the Windrush Time Capsule.
5: And what are your expectations for this evening?
0: My expectations are that the audience get taken on a journey to enlightenment, to understand the past and how that connects with the present and the future. Hi, uh, my name is Aluchi Mwabawa and I am part of the cast of Windrush Time Capsule. Yeah, first night, opening night.
5: And what are your expectations?
0: Um, For people to feel the story, to understand what we're trying to depict and have fun. Hi, I'm Marisa Cassandra and we're at the Goldsmiths University.
5: And can you tell us what's taking place here this evening?
0: We are performing the Windrush Time Capsule, which is a rehearsed reading of a performance.
5: And what are your expectations?
0: That we have a great night and a lot of people are going to be inspired or get a lot of information from this situation and just be open, like open-minded like open to what they're being shown.
3: I am Connie Bell and I am the writer of the Windrush Time Capsule and what brings me here are these amazing actors and this story where we look at migration, looking at it from the eyes of the people who've actually been through it and the reason that we came to that point and the reason we're going to the future. So that's, that's me.
5: And what are your expectations for the evening?
3: It's going to be a great evening. It's going to be a great evening because people are going to get to express these opinions. People are going to get to, as extensively, experience it. People are going to get to air things that possibly they've wanted to air for a long time. And for that reason alone, the platform in itself is just powerful. Ego,
2: ego, open the buzzer! I pick up long time, I was waiting for a hello, or a good morning, or- And
0: listen, no time for your jokes today. Look, everything is lost, the world's gone mad.
3: Joining us now is (laughs) Veronique, Um, and she has a couple of questions as well. So this is a tree-man thing. Um, So, yeah.
1: Hi. 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 Um. Uh, nice to finally meet you and um, I'm really excited to be in conversation with you. Um, I have one question, just just really um, following what you just said about how I think theatre could be... A, the immersion of this theatre is because you're creating a whole new world around your senses. So this whole idea of human and body really kind of transcending time, I guess, with this idea of time capsule, and I think how do you have this... This moment in history, like the Windrush, like how do you fit that into that, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: I think um, the, the unique thing about the Windrush time capsule that, say, um, some other works that were trying to make sure this story is told around the time that the, the scandal happened mm-hmm. was that actually, when you think about the Windrush time capsule, you then have to go, wait a second. Why were people? Why, why sort of windrush? Why were people coming? Why were people coming here? Uh, um, so you think about uh, sort of the NHS helping to build the NHS, mm. um, helping when World War Two happened, mm. and you go, why was Ooh. World War Two happening? And who was fighting in that war? Mm. Uh, then you go back again, World War One. You go back to imperialism, and colonialism, and you go, why was it colonialism? Why was there imperialistic mindsets? And you go back to slavery, mm. and you can you just keep going back. Um, and I think the, the time, the Windrush was a platform to really talk about the entirety of history. Um, and that, as you said, t- uh, sort of t- uh, tr- transcending, uh, time being sort of uh, um, flexible, mm. I think that's, that was um, a really important part of saying to people, yes, the Windrush, but actually, why was the Windrush happening? And then you, you, go, you go back and back and back. And, and you start asking questions about who are we? Mm. um in that in that process really? um and really? you start yeah you, you 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 go back into uh Egypt um and you start thinking about um that society mm. um and who who we were before we were mm. um you know sort of affected uh, to put it very very simply
0: okay. <laughs> I mean it's uh, clear it's clear yeah
4: so um that was very exciting for me um to yeah, to talk about history in that way, um, that felt slightly oh, slightly different to mm. just going yeah. Um, the windrush was this ship that came, um, and it feels sort of stagnant in that in that in that area, and it feels like just some facts you have to you have to know about. But actually, no, this is about the story that's being constantly told mm. um, and repeated as well. So hence why the whole thing about the windrush time capsule was to go. It's not a mistake that the scandal happened just now. Go back to the Windrush. Keep going back. You see that it's the same stuff happening. Mm. So it's trying to wake people up a little bit.
1: Yeah, and just to feed off what you just said, I think that it really comes down to how you want to tell that story. Mm -hmm. Because, so when the Windrush scandal came out you know there was just a bunch so this one person was doing research for a couple of months around the issue i can't remember the name of the, the journalist but there's one journalist that did the work right but in terms of how the media reported it it being caught into a new cycle like time frame completely uh, ignored the historical kind of conditions in which the wind, rush, the wind rush come to be and which the wind rush are now and also this idea of future because we We assume that the Windrush is in the past, but meanwhile, these people, this community, this history still lived and will be lived in the future, regardless of it being solved. And I say on quote, you don't see my quote, uh, solved. So again, I'm, yeah, I'm very, really fascinated by your idea, of your play on temporality, essentially, and how we can't get that in the mainstream, especially how, because it's a scandal. Mm-hmm. meaning it's turds it's it's we, we we go crazy and then we forget you know kind of thing but no there's a historical social political history that just keeps on yeah reproducing yeah. itself and creating new things as well so how do we also kind of I don't know you guys were talking about Afrofuturism but I'm interested in how we also seek future in that narrative because it can be very much relegated to the past, and that's also what's problematic, you know. Um, yeah, that was um, a comment. Sorry. <laughs> yeah,
4: definitely to to, to, um, to go on that, that journey. Um, how do we how do we seek a future? Um, and coming more present day to um, what's happening at the FedEx Festival, um, you know, with the with the play, the Windrush Time Capsule, and also uh, with African tales of the hip. Um We you know essentially have created a, theater, a black theater company collective, which is yeah trying to um get connectivity uh, amongst artists um to then tell stories of um of 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 the past but sort of yeah bring people into a space where they can start to see um themselves again um mm. in a way that I guess isn't trapped in. In that in that sort of yes that that uh narrative that what well, currently is being pushed here um so yeah that i think that's where that's where some of the work is happening um that's on an art art basis um i don't know what's happening obviously across across the industries um but for us it felt important to say do you know what like let's not complain about this um let's actually be active um and the key thing is um there needs to be unity um mm. but unity that speaks, you know, that speaks to the community as well. So that's what what we've actually started um started with this with this new collective which is so exciting. Yeah. Um and there needs to be more of it as well. So hopefully this can inspire others as well to to create their own kind of communities and um and collectives mm. um that can start to go, Do you know what we know we are great, we know that we have talent, we know that we can make differences. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, we uh, let's, just put, let's just let's, let's just come together and and start building the, that slowly.
1: Mm. You know,
4: um, we don't need to re- we don't need to rely on systems that are here um, yes. that actually mm. are not built for us.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's
4: really. Cool. So you know, it's it's as blunt as that. You know, we just need to get together.
1: Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's where the futurity lies. We yeah. don't have to rely on the systems that exist.
3: Exactly. What do we create?
1: What possibilities do we put for ourselves now? Yeah. That is looking into a future that feels more comfortable, isn't it? Yeah. I guess, yeah. 100. Yeah.
3: 100. Mm, that's yeah.
0: cool.
1: Looking for a gift to
0: give your family from age 8 to 60 plus? Look no further. Get your Windrush Time Capsule Coloring Book. Imagine, a history book that tells you a tale of migration like no other. Colour your way from the docks of Deptford
3: Shipyard to the far-off imaginary future of Britain in the year 1349. Will you be able to change the future, or will history repeat itself? (laughs) To get your copy of the Windrush Time Capsule Colouring Book Go to the DTA online shop at www.decolonizingthearchive.com and shop now. Actually, going on the theme of self-reliance, why do you think, because Windows Time Capsule doesn't have a huge budget, um, and why do you think it's important to not rely on corporate sponsors um, who might... I don't know Have an agenda (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah I think
4: Ultimately uh, There's a There's a A truth That you're Trying to speak Specifically Um, And You know That might be against um, Some of uh, Some of what is You know Being established You know So for example If you're talking about A funding body Whatever that funding body is um, And You're asking them Listen we've got this Amazing production um, Speaking about X, Y, and Z, um, what you tend to then happen is that okay, you what the Wind Rush is trying to say is that there, there is no support. Um and but we can still do something. Um and if you're speaking out against the funding body that you, wants to give you the money, obviously there's a, a conflict of interest there. So we yeah, we just didn't t- we, we just didn't even consider the fact that, you know what ah oh, we can't we can't fund this or we can't get that. Um Let's, 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 let's try and build up some funding first it's like no these stories need to come out ASAP mm. um, so regardless of that the passion is there and we know there's a truth that needs to come out so um, y- love comes into it
1: mm. you know
4: um, and when we did this production uh, which is obviously coming back this uh, October but mm. last October when we did it um, you know the love of the, 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 the artists coming together uh, because they believed this story need to, needed to be told um, it was amazing we had a team of 20 people giving up their time every week for like two months mm. to make it happen um, our our sort of uh, visual artists as well our set designer putting in mad shifts you know what I mean because it wasn't because like yeah this is going to get me some recognition or fame it was like no I I believe this, this, this can affect someone um, and I think that's where it's at you know? it's like the, um, the love is important then the audience can f- see that love as well um you know um and also the audience feel like wow this is something that i want to be at because it's going to talk to me about who i am and to be able to do that is just so important and they can't they can't find it anywhere else they can't find it at some of these institutions um, where they can walk into a building and feel at home at, mm. that they're welcome um so for these reasons alone you know excuses are just you're not even thinking about it. You're just like, it's got to go on. Um, and uh, again, so many amazing things can happen. We did uh, the Windrush Time Capsule at the Deptford X um, um, Gallery. Um, no, sorry, we did the, the, the Windrush Time Capsule at Lewis Mail House, and we just did a reading of it. Uh, mm. So we just we just sat down in front of an audience and we just read the words. Um, you know, at the end, we had people in tears. You know what I mean? Um, okay, my God, like people of um, of, of UK descent okay, man, I whew, I needed to hear this, you know? And obviously, to affect an audience member like that, you know, that's what it's for. It's not about anything apart from speaking to people and like, maybe affecting them in some way that can create them to see themselves differently, to see how they can act in the world differently. Um, and that was with, you know, just... Uh, actors standing in front of you saying these are the words I need to say to you right now so you know budgets and stuff it, it, doesn't, it doesn't stress because you know that, that, that the love is there and you know the truth will speak to someone and that's what's important I think regardless of who wants to fund or not fund mm-hmm. um, and also then what it can do for those artists as well um, and how it can inspire them to keep their journey going mm-hmm. um, because they know they can affect change like that um so yeah you know it's just it's just love man no.
1: it seems to make it even more sustainable for the yeah. long
4: run yeah yeah because you know you never know you never know who's gonna is gonna see that that passion and go Do you know what i want to be a part of that story i want to be a part of that collective mm-hmm. um, yeah. and it just builds like that and things that are gonna last a long time it's not about you know you know, recognition. It's not about. Um, it's about integrity. You know, mm. um, and those things last, even if it's not in that collective, but in that artist who then changes the world with
3: a film they make. Um, yeah. do you know what I mean? So, yeah. So it's the mindset that's the most important. Yeah, and the love behind it. Mm.
5: My
0: name is Shaquille Stephen, and um, we are in decolonising the archives performance of Windrush, the time capsule.
2: My name is Tuchukwu. And um, we're actually at um, Goldsmiths University and the church, St. James Hatchman Building. I'm actually here to see my sister, perform. Yeah, my um, name is Oli Wabua. So yeah, based on the storyline so far, it's concerning Windrush. So, um, based on the story of the past, so hopefully um, it should be fun to actually
1: watch, here. I'm Deirdre McLaughlin, and we're at the Windrush time capsule. It was excellent. Yeah, it was wonderful. The performance was really great. The performers were incredibly dynamic, and it was great to see, or really to feel, the audience being so engaged as a whole group.
5: Yes, my name is Christopher. We're currently in St. James Hatchman Church at Goldsmiths University. We've just seen the Windrush time capsule African Tales from the Hip. Yeah, it was deep. It was deep. I was just speaking to my friend about it. I guess, yeah, we were just taken through conversations uh, triggered by uh, the Windrush scandal, um, the deportation, detentions of Caribbean and also African migrants from this country due to immigration legislation enacted in the last five years. Um, but that's just surfacing a whole history of... of um, Oppression and and violence towards towards the, the Caribbean and African diaspora in this country. And I guess what struck st- struck me was the sort of familiarity of of the dialogue. Um, how such a dialogue can represent so many conversations, which I am used to being a part of you know, a a descendant of the Caribbean diaspora. And so, yeah, all these different entry points through sound, um, through, um, you know, retelling parts of history, historical events, um, class between Establishment Hill and the estate. Um, There was also this sort of different male representation, female representation in which, and, and also intergenerational sort of communication which, which is again so familiar but also played out really well, yeah, in the, in the play. You said you saw it once before, did you not? Not quite, you see I had uncovered a
2: meeting space near the Maritime Museum where groups of Ubuntu people from different African nationalities would convene to discuss culture and politics. They would bring out the time capsule as if it was the Ark of the Covenant. The, The Ark of the Covenant, what exactly is that? Oh, the Ark of the Covenant, you see, the Ark of the Covenant is from Biblical times. Referring to the artistic golden chamber made to secure
3: the lost. Going back to your method, part of your method is putting archived imagery within the actors themselves. So, could you talk me through that process and how you make that link, and what what does that do using history in such a creative way? So,
4: you find that um, uh, young people sort of well, let me let me make it personal because it makes more sense. Like my nephew Malachi. Yes. he's like, no, I'm not from Zim. Mm. yeah, I don't know about that don't tell me about
3: Africa Bro. like, wow. this is a strong African boy saying this to you you know what, you say this, but and you're saying wow, but that is very <laughs> common in diaspora communities it's amazing like, why are you talking about Africa for? Yeah. being African has only been cool very recently <laughs> <laughs> it's like sort of on the uh, no surgence boy. again <laughs> And you're like, <laughs> my
2: guy,
5: you're
4: walking God right now. What are you saying? Yeah. This is this is the source. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, so to make it personal, you're just like, there's so much to do. Um, where, you know, a young boy of 15 years old can say that to you. Like, I don't want to know about my home. Mm. It's, it's nuts. So when you're thinking about um, how do we activate um, this uh, awareness of like, self basically um through archives you know like in actors particularly for example a lot of actors aren't walking it into rehearsal rooms to tell stories about themselves black actors it's rare that that's happening so um for example uh, we um held auditions for the reading uh, for the win time capsule um, when that just came in just to uh, to, talk, to read the text and to talk about concepts within the text, um, you just saw them light up, going, "I haven't even had a chance to speak about who I am in a, an audition. Like they, they didn't even care about the part. They were just happy to talk about, yeah, like my dad, Nigeria, um, oh my God, like um, this, um, this area and the history that's happened to it. Um, in 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 London and how there was been conflict in in areas that i wouldn 't have, have expected um, around my around my culture around my race um and you 're just seeing them light up speaking about their their story you know what i mean um, and that's that 's about asking them you know about their about their heritage that 's about asking them about um you know things that that maybe they haven 't questioned and and that's the process, it's a conversation. And then what tends to happen is, just because people haven't actually had the chance to to have this dialogue in a professional settings and speak about their narrative, it, it, it just transforms their awareness of themselves in a different way to which they're not used to. Um, and then how we do it more so specifically in a rehearsal room, um, music is important. Um, um, so there's a lot, uh, meditation is important. In the space, um, I tend to do a lot of stuff through um, physical physical work in the space, mm-hmm. um, and then also I think. Sorry, could you give us an example? Okay, what an you, example. What you mean by that? So, um, in terms of um, the work I do physically, um, it's about um, getting them out of uh, their sort of their heads. So, I might do an exercise where they're uh, sort of uh, making mo- touches on 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 their body, mm-hmm. um, or I might give them um sort of like a sort of a a choreography to work with Mm -hmm. um and then we can take that choreography um and then say okay speak the lines but doing these movements or to make it more relatable um if there's a scene where uh, say for example father is talking about the time where he saw his granddad and dad talking about politics simply you just go okay can you tell me of a time where you sat in a room where your father or granddad were in a conversation and it gives you give them some time and they start to go back into their their mind Mm. um and you go okay okay tell me the whole story go and they 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 describe that whole story to you Mm. and you go okay so this is exactly what this character is saying um it's just they're different to you in that sense Mm. um and it's about digging into the past digging into ourselves um, which we so rarely get to do as artists mm-hmm. in the space, and um, so it, it's through various, various, various ways of like working in the space. Um, again, that for variety is important, um, allowing the actors to to get into themselves um, more and more. You mentioned how you use music as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you speak a little bit about that? Okay, so because um, I'm sure that sounds fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, for example, um, we'll do uh, things like. Okay, for example, um, there was a scene. Um, it was a scene that we had between uh, Ego and Eunice. So Eunice has found out in the Windrush time capsule that, yeah, people great. are being sent home. Um, it's great, man. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> um, and it just felt like it felt when I read the scene. Um, it was like Eunice is distressed, completely distressed, right? Um, and Ego is kind of like. Why why are you, why are you so confused about this? Like this is this has always been happening. Mm. So he's kinda of this uncle, this cool, like radical uncle that you, you're speaking to and he's like, Don't be stupid, like, wake up, like this is what happens here. Um Yeah, so I just felt like okay, Eunice is definitely gonna come in with a certain energy. Um and, and I didn't want the scene to just happen on the dialogue level. So I put house music underneath the text and mm. I said actually I want you guys to sing these lines to each other, but keep the emotion, but sing it to each other. Um, and that just did something very odd to the text and the, the moment that kind of trips the audience because they kind of get into a groove with the, with, with the music. Um, and it just, I don't know what it does. It, I guess you, you listen more, because um, there's a groove there. Um, and also um, it allows them to be uh, freer with the text mm-hmm. in a way. Rather than going, okay, I need to be emotional right now. Mm. Yeah, or um, I need to, you know, it just allows him to, I, I guess it's a trick really. Yeah. Uh, and maybe something different or new happens mm. because there's these elements that are supporting you. And I guess, you know, when we're thinking about the drum um, and how that connects to um, just Africa and African culture and the beat, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's very important uh, to have that um i'm not speaking on it very clearly right now but um there is something about the beat um that is very key to to our souls um and yeah, our ancestors as well mm-hmm. uh, and how and in 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 african culture so yeah music is yeah it is it's a life force as well for us creatively so mm-hmm. it felt like yeah actually it feels feels dangerous to do this it might be confusing but actually there's something that's calling me to do this this way um, and that's how we put an example of how we used music um with the text um, and sort of clashed ideas together
1: so did you know that you'd be doing that or was it a very a very experimental process as well
5: yeah yeah it's it's a, a, yeah yeah. yeah. cuz I can imagine cable like, cable like you
1: don't actually know the outcome you're just ah. hoping something um, is felt by both the actors and the audience in that moment yeah I can, I, that's got, the power, isn't yeah, it? Our theater, um, is the
4: is the feeling that can be um, mm. um, uh, elicited or solicited? I don't have be be brought out of of the moment. Um, and yeah, it was it was a very late idea that came through, but it just felt like do you know what? Like what are the things that speak to me? Um, music speaks to me on a deep level. Why should I? Why should I? Why is that separate?
3: Yeah.
4: You know. Yeah. And I guess as I was saying to you before about perspectives, mm-hmm. um, allowing yourself to have. As many perspectives of yourself as possible, it, it just frees you up. Mm. You don't have to get trapped in uh, one way of seeing yourself. Mm. It's not inside your head, yeah, as you said. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just, I just said, "What the hell, man? Let's go!" Um, you know, and it just liberated the the experience for me, for the actors, um, and, and hopefully for the audience as well.
3: Yeah. yeah.
4: And so, music is is a, is a key part of the time, the Wilmsworth Time Capsule. There's a lot of uh, music to, to to the work, um, and also there's a lot of um, yeah, there's a lot of visual work as well that comes um, with the text. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're, t- if we're tapping into images of World War Two mm-hmm. um, and mixing them with images of Kemet and and playing with that yeah. um, um, at the same in the same space and time as well, mm-hmm. uh, playing something from 1950 and then playing something from now uh, mm-hmm. as well, um, and those those those. Uh, those ideas can live together. Yeah, yeah. really.
1: Yeah, that's interesting because I was just about to ask you. Oh. Um yeah, from what musical traditions you draw from. So there's the drum which is the mm. basis of rhythm and beat yeah. that we know. And then uh, you said house. So I guess you're pulling from different eras, moments, yeah. sound, yeah. Do you want to Oh, uh,
4: yeah. So I uh, I mean, uh my dad is Motown. Okay. Uh <laughs> but he's also jazz as well. Mm. Um so um, that was always always in my house um all the time. Um I I used to do grime
1: oh, as well. Okay. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do
4: that. grime <laughs> a while back in another lifetime. Um Of course you did. <laughs>
3: that makes so much sense. Um, I think Black
4: Man has a 16. <laughs> yes. Um so has uh grime is So is a is a major influence. Uh the paciness of it, uh the, the energy of it, the 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 rawness of it. Um where, where else am I um pulling from you know I went to church as well mm. um so that soulfulness that you know that transcendence as well um during those 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 praise and worship moments uh, that's very intrinsic to to me so I tend to be drawn to music that feels very transcendent and trancy yeah
3: um
4: and obviously from my theater practice um sort of the soundscapes um and um, what I mean by soundscapes is like uh, blending natural sound and sort of digitalizing it. So um, it creates like a unique sound um, that you sort of don't recognize. Mm. Um, but it's on, a, on some sort of frequency that makes you feel tense or uh, makes you yes. feel calm. Mm. So it's all of those different layers really together. Cool, yeah. um, mm. And so it's from, from everywhere. Now I don't even have a genre. I just... <laughs> wherever it takes me I just listen to uh, to the music it sounds like it speaks to me in some way Mm. Um, and I think with the time with Winner's Time Capsule again that idea of time being um, sort of more than linear is is cyclical um, felt really important so sort of allowing the audience to be disorientated Mm. so they think okay we're in this kind of vibe it's like a sort of it's got a real African uh, felakuti high life type vibe going on and all of a sudden they're like 1950s kind of you know swing and you're like mm. what <laughs> what's going on <laughs> um, so that like dis- disorienting the audience a bit yeah. um, with the soundscapes in the, in the play were really important
1: and it's crazy how music can do that in the most simple ways mm. because we all I guess we all have different relationships to music and the way we listen so oh, yeah. playing with that our listening ear but also that history within music so for that because we know it's high life we know it's the 70s, I mean, 70s. yeah yes. yeah so you know like playing it in relation to i don't know some motown like it just completely yeah um, i'm not saying anything crazy right now but i just find that really really fascinating yeah yeah
4: <laughs> yeah it was it, it, you know it was again something um uh, that that was uh something that we d- i didn't know would the piece would want, want it to be so at some point, the piece starts telling you what it wants mm. to be, um, which is which is a really exciting thing. So, um, speaking on that, um, during the auditions for the reading, um, we um, we just saw that wow, these actors are, are are loving these conversations and loving speaking this speaking in a in a in a in a way that is sort of familiar to them. Um, that we sort of said, you know what, we need to do this. There seems to be a lack here, so we ran. Uh, an open workshop for black actors um to come in and speak on Caribbean and African texts so we just did that we just like wow there's something going on here we need to we need to investigate that and then out of that really birthed african tales of the hip um so windrush came first and then african tales of the hip came so the future came before the past <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah
4: so <laughs> that's a mad concert yeah, right nicely there
1: yeah nice put there <laughs>
4: Mm. Yeah, and uh, African tales of the hip is basically taking folk tales from Africa and the Caribbean, um, and sort of uh, how would I say, you know, uh, sort of like yeah, creating 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 a space where they feel feel different, but feel like yeah, they're, they're speaking to us from 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 back then, um, but there's something now that it's also trying to say. So we've put three tales together, um, which will which will be performed at the Deaf at X Festival um, from the
3: collective. So yeah. We're here. Do you got any more questions?
1: I'm good. Yeah.
3: yeah. I think I am good as well. Thank you very Amazing. much for joining us. Yeah. I've learned so much about theatre today. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the transformative power of theatre, the magic behind it. Um yeah. you're off to rehearsals now. Yeah. Um thank you again for joining no, us. No, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to speak with you guys. Yeah, thank honestly. you, honestly. This has been David Gilbert, I'm Sam Gomez, joined with Ver- <laughs> Veronique Bilinga, and you've been listening to The Groundings Podcast with Decolonizing the Archives.